Ken. How's it going? Good, Chris. How are you? I am doing really well. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there. That should be good there. Okay. Um, so I don't really have any gripes or anything leading into this. Me neither. Oh, wait, no. I do have one kind of gripe. It's not so much a gripe. It's more or less just a clarification. Because, uh, like, I saw a better shot of the She-Hulk Daredevil costume. Okay, yeah. And color-wise, it looks more like more of a gold thing. It does look goldy. But my major issue, it wouldn't be so bad if the helmet wasn't yellow or gold. That's yeah, that the part that's the worst for me. It's the most jarring and distracting for me. Like, even in Daredevil Yellow, which is probably one of the better uh, versions of that costume, mainly because mm -hmm. it's Tim Sale, even in that one, I'm still just like, yeah, but does it have, like, I mean, I get that it was made from his father's robe, his boxing robe, yeah. right? But, like, how much fucking yellow was on that robe? Last I checked, it was a red robe with yellow trim. Not How enough to cover an this entire body. yellow from this trim? <laughs> and the other thing is, how does a blind guy make this suit? That was always the weirdest one for me. Like... And why would he care what the colors are? He's blind. Yeah. You know, like... And also, realistically speaking, he's blind, so how would he know? Yeah. Like, I know, like, they, in the comic books, and, and I think even in the, maybe in the movie, too, they might have, no, no, most in the comic books, oh, even in the movie, they kind of hint that he pretty much has to rely on, like, trusting people to give him the right fare back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, A... He, he sewn it by hand, for one, with yeah. fabric that he, you know, got from his dad's thing, robe or whatever. But when he went to the red costume, did he just go to a fabric shop and go, I need a whole bunch of red leotard material, you know? Or did he commission somebody to make it? And in which case, why did he put D's on the chest? <laughs> um, you know, ever since the Netflix show, that'll never not bother me. <laughs> I'll never get to a point where I'll go, makes sense that he has two Ds on his chest to tell everybody that he's Daredevil. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% it makes sense. Like, Why aren't the Ds in Braille? Yeah. Why aren't they knock Braille? a guy down and he's like, rub my chest. You feel that? Yeah. That's Braille. And then they go, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what that uh, It I, stands I, for D and D. So Daredevil. <laughs> oh. You know. But Damn. that's not so much a gripe, but more of an observation, really. Yeah. Hey there, invincible, flying in the sky so fancy free. Oh, shit, your dad just kicked your ass. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> Brutally. Oh. Oof. Well, what a nice segue, because uh, <laughs> today we're talking about the 30-year anniversary of mm -hmm. Image Comics. Yeah, excited. I, yeah, I'm super pumped, too. Like, when you uh, made the suggestion to do this, immediately I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, because it gives us a chance to do basically the same thing that we always do, talk. 
but <laughs> about <laughs> not just comic books, but like an actual actual company and, and the impact and everything. We because, were like, we saw the whole thing. We lived it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it, it was we, incredible. It, it was huge in a small town, so I can't imagine what it was like in the big cities. It was absolutely huge in a small town of Thunder Bay, Ontario. Like that's yeah. you know like. I I remember the uh, the buzz because, like, you know, we were Jim Lee fans. I was yep. a big fan of Jim Lee. Big fan. Uh, also, huge fan of Eric Larson. Like to this day, even though the comic book is no longer for me, I still love his work. I still yep. love his art style. Uh, I'm slowly building up my Savage Dragon Pinterest board. It's uh, it's coming along nicely. Nice. But I've always been a huge fan of his art, you know, and same with Jim Lee. I was always a huge fan of Jim Lee's art. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were big on Larson, and I was I, I was bigger on McFarlane. Yeah, so I was not the hugest McFarlane fan, uh, yeah. and I'm still not. Like, I would say, like, in terms of the two, like, iconic Spawn artists, uh, Greg Capullo all the way. Yeah. And even though Greg Capullo was definitely like a Todd McFarlane ripoff artist in the beginning. At first, absolutely. You know, um, but like, and I'm not going to knock him for that because Image had a lot of that. Like, and we'll touch upon, and of course there's reasons why we'll touch upon that when we get to yeah. it. But, yeah. uh, but I just remember, I remember like Wizard and like hearing about that and just being blown away that like a fucking handful of these like on fire artists like these were guys that were burning up marvel and dc charts just mm -hmm. just by drawing you know and, and of course so when you hear about that like they left to do their own creator own stuff it's like holy shit it was crazy I, man and it was, crazy. it was basically everybody that did x-men and spider-man gone exactly gone. exactly like just like that <laughs> And like, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, with the exception of Jim Valentino, he's the only one that always, even to this day, I go, he's the one that stuck out because he yeah. made his name on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But it's not like that book was like killing it. Like he got on the art and everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? Is nobody reading this book? No. And he's, he's probably got the most dated style out of all of them. Mm -hmm. But still fucking incredible just absolutely oh, yeah. incredible it's and it's nuts too how they got about doing it. i actually have some bullet points to touch upon yeah no i mean i i'm ready for this i've been thinking i got no notes but i've been thinking about it like crazy i watched uh, I, I watched the image revolution last week which was like uh, a documentary that, you should have told me i would have watched it i well, it was on uh tubi i found it on tubi oh I've, and i've never seen it i wouldn't have downloaded to watch that yeah, yeah. And then i would have deleted it but whatever but it was really cool um it's 10 years ago, but it's like the whole creation aspect of it was still there. Well, and that's that's some of the bullet points that I started no. off with. I thought it was because it's always been kind of interesting because for us, it was just a new comic imprint with artists that we were like huge fans of. Because like Mark Silvestri is another one that I was always a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. Always a huge fan of. You know, like His Life, Wolverine stuff was yeah. so great. Life L was talking. He said, when we got Silvestri, that was it. Like. He said he could draw a circle around all of us. That's crazy. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. But yeah, it, it's uh, like Will Spertaccio was another one. Like, yeah. just whoa, where the fuck do these guys come from, right? Um, 
but then for them to move on to their own creative, create our own stuff. Like for me, I was like, holy fuck, we're getting in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. This isn't like issue 350 of Amazing Spider-Man that you bought because Eric Larson did the cover for it, right? Yeah. This is number one, you know? And like this is a brand new fucking character from a brand new fucking company. And we were like, what? Wow, we were 10 years old. We were at that we, prime age. We were age, 10 years old. Yeah. Prime age for it. And some of this stuff was like way ahead of their time. And I'll, and I'll touch upon that too. But like, so 92, 92, Rob Liefeld, Eric Larson, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Will Spertaccio, Mark Silvestri, Jim Valentino. Or actually, before that, in the early 90s, <laughs> I love this. They, they go to Malibu Comics, they talk to the editor, and they're basically just like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. We, we get paid nothing. We're freelance. We have no job security, no nothing. And everything we do is owned by the companies. Yeah. What the fuck, right? And Malibu was one of those companies that wasn't independent, but I think it was like, it was through Marvel some way, if I remember correctly. I, uh, I can't remember I exactly. I vaguely, vaguely remember Malibu. Well, the only reason I remember Malibu for two reasons. One was uh, Prime. Yeah. And the greatest superhero of all time ever, no one will ever top him, Nightman. <laughs> Nightman, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Prime, I only remember just because of the visual, because it was just a cool looking costume. Yeah. The Prime concept, was cool. I remember. Prime was I remember cool the costume. Looking. The concept was garbage, though. Yeah. Well, it's basically just Shazam. A lot of things in the '90s were garbage, but looked cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. But uh, but like, I love that. And then I also love how they also then went like a couple of them met with Marvel and DC, and was mm-hmm. basically just like, guys, you got to change what you're fucking doing because it's not going to work. Yeah. Eventually, this freelance bullshit is not going to happen. And then what happens? People are getting guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that I thought was uh, really, really, really super cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's always been reports that like they were pricks about it. I don't think they were. I think they were like, look, this is kind of where uh, we're at. I mean, I think a lot of the – maybe like, you know, Life L was the youngest of the group, so I think he was a little over his head there and probably a little bit of a prick, you know, like – Which is possible. If you're going to be big like, like Life L at that age, you're going to have an ego, 100%. Yeah, because like – I mean, fuck, like, he was, like, 20, 21? Yeah, super young. No, he was 19. He was 19 when he started. Yeah. He was 19 when he started, and he, like, he was one of those, like, almost instantly, he he turned, like, New Mutants around just by getting on the art. Yeah. And then he and uh, Nicheza, who was, uh, who was one of my favorite writers, actually, now that I think about it, like, consistently a solid writer for comics, they went from New Mutants to X Force, and then X Force was like pfft, box office. Like X Force was the number one selling comic of all time, and then and then right after that, Spider Man number one was the number one selling comic of all time. And that was and then uh, X Men number Todd one McFarlane. blew it all away. Like then, yeah, and did X Men with Jim Lee yeah. fucking destroyed that, and, and that was that still. was probably the best part too, is because yeah. so we're reading those comic books. I was never an X Force guy, but I was I knew all about it. I knew oh, all yeah, about me it. Too. You couldn't me too. escape it. 
you know, but then uh, I read the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man because you had to torment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because even nuts. though I'm not hugest fan of his art, yeah, uh, his lizard was downright creepy, horrifying, and his Spider-Man was fucking weird. Like it was just a weird, like it kind of reminds me now of uh, Kelly Jones's Batman. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. With like the yeah, the, yeah. giant ears and yeah. then like like weird abstracty type of art but like that was kind of uh so like i can appreciate tom mcfarlane art not even though i'm not like the hugest fan i can i appreciate it for what it is um Mm -hmm. but then and then to follow that with x-men you're just like fuck like it's just so cool to be a kid reading comic books at this time and then these guys that are just killing it that are absolutely killing it um go over to image they create image you know yeah. Um. I. I. For me. I, I also. Uh, Dale Keown on Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, towards the end of like that was his last uh, run in Marvel, mm-hmm. and it was just like, where the fuck did this All guy of these come guys. from? Sam Keith. Sam Keith. Uh, they came later, but even still, Sam Keith. Well, was another I mean, Keown and Keith came out. I think a year after. Like they. They. They, they had. Were, yeah. Young Blood, it was Young Blood, Spawn, Savage Dragon, Shadowhawks, Cyber Force, and then all those other guys started coming by. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, and then, well, Sam Keith was another one too, where you're just like, what the fuck? Sam Keith is also one of those ones where it's like, I, you either like his art or you don't. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's it's right either way. Like, it's regardless how you feel. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. Man, the way he draws Wolverine. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first Man. time I saw that, and I was just like, holy shit. But I have to say, like, because we talked about uh, premium cast, uh, heavy metal, I think, reading heavy metal when we did yeah. helped to get us to, like, to appreciate artists like Sam Keith. Yes. Because there was nothing conventional about uh, heavy metal, and you never knew what you were going to get. You might get like you, a traditional art style, yeah, or you might get like Mobius art style, or you might just get fucking bonkers off the wall art style, like a like something like Sam Keith. So, like fuck. And plus, we were young, we were sponges. And you know what else? It was really um, the Marvel masterpiece cards really got me to appreciate different types of art too. Because yeah, the first series was all, all Joe Jesco, but and then they had like the Hildebrands, but then later on they had like. Nelson and Sinkovich yeah, that's right. They and nuts, um, you know, uh, who else was in there? I, I forgot about it. Was a huge list, but it was all painters, but it was all different styles of paint. I remember seeing like the first Sinkovich card. I think it was Hulk or Wolverine. Um, I was just gonna say, <clears throat> and I and I looked at that card. And I was like, this is so fucking. I don't know if I like this, but yeah. now, but now Sinkovich is hands down my favorite artist. Like that's what I love. I love it oh. when you're like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And then you look at it, and then you get a feel for it. And then it's like, it's either you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the big thing for me, like, I, I remember this too, like, uh, like when they talk about, because, like, it's funny. Comics is so weird because, like, they went through a period where they acknowledged the creators, right? Yeah. But, like, a lot of these creators had to fight for that. Like, the Schusters. Uh, Schuster and uh, what's his face? Simon. Simon. You know, they had to fight for that de- designation. Uh, 
Bob Kane, on the flip side, fought to make sure Bill Finger never got any recognition. Yeah. 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 Like tooth and nail to the mm-hmm. point where you don't, it's really only like hardcores that will bring up Bill Finger, you know? Yeah. Um, which is weird because if you've ever seen the original Batman drawing by uh, Bob Kane, there's no fucking way that thing would last 80 fucking years. <laughs> not not <laughs> like, a chance. Not red, a chance. all red, bat uh, wings, wand, no cowl. Like, <laughs> what fucking bat were you looking at? <laughs> Yeah. Bill Finger comes in and goes, uh, nah, let's uh, make the wings a cape, but we'll scallop it so it looks like wings. Uh, we'll give him a full cowl with ears to kind of lean into that bat motif. Yep. We'll give him gloves. Sure, they're purple, but whatever. Whatever. And we'll give him a gun because everyone has guns at that point in time. <laughs> but still, <clears throat> but like, uh, well, fuck, like, Larson created Cardiac. Yes. And uh, Solo. Now, I can't remember if it's a co-creation, like, in the sense that, because uh, I think it was David Michelinie that was doing the writing at that point. I think for both. Probably. Probably. But, like, the the character, like, visually, that's all Larson. And if you didn't know that he created those characters, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Because... They were created for Marvel, so there you go. And, and I mean, like, the artists were the stars then, you know? How many writers from the 80s and 90s could you actually remember compared to artists? Uh, Chris Claremont, Frank yeah, Miller. The Hold big on. Ones. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, well, Fabian Nicieza, I mentioned mm-hmm. him already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott LaBelle, even though I'm not a huge fan of his, like, anything he did in DC New 52, I loved his uh, writing back then. Yep. I mentioned David Michelini, <laughs> but I'm just being a dick at this point. But what, like, your point, what, to, to, to echo well, your point, though, they weren't sitting there going like, oh, my God, did you read the latest X-Men comic book right. written by Chris Claremont? No, they were going, did you right? see this? Did you see this, Jim Lee? Look at this shit. Now, compared to the comics in the 2000s, we were in high school. We were talking about, oh, Bendis and Millar and Morrison and. You know exactly, and, and it was exactly. all the writers. It was all the writers that the nineties. Exactly, the nineties. It was the artists, and oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and I it mean, was like, these guys. I mean, holy shit, holy fuck! Like, I mean, uh, okay, so so first off, like we we kind of knew things were happening. We you know it was a, it was a fairly good group of comic fans in our class in school. Oh, yeah. You always pass comics around. Yep. That's where I saw Spider-Man number one for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think um, it was Craig who had that. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got Spider-Man number one, and I traded it for an Easter bunny. Hilarious. I'll always be disappointed in myself for that. That is absolutely hilarious. White chocolate, too. Not even real chocolate. Uh, well, I'm a big fan of white chocolate, but still. I am. But Spider-Man number still. one. It was the gold edition too. Oh, you are dumb. You are dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, so, like uh well, Craig, uh, Mark Tudela. Yeah. Jake Trickelli. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason Halverson. Yeah. I don't uh, was Ryan. I don't think I don't think Ryan Hawkins was too much into comic books though. No. 
And actually, Turkelly, Dick Turkelly wasn't too much in comic books either. No, he loved cartoons and stuff, but not so much comic books. Yeah. I'm, it was primarily you, me, Craig, and Halverson, like Jason Halverson. Yeah. Oh, were, Hal- we were Halverson. the big. Halverson was huge into it. Yeah. We were big comic book guys. He was also a really good artist, too. I He's a really good artist. If you would have yeah. kept going, he probably could have been working that image by now. But <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I mean, who he was knows damn good what, back then. Who knows what any of them are doing now these days? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, no, like, uh, I remember my dad and I back then, like in early nineties, they used to have these comic book trade shows that came to Thunder Bay and they were at the landmark Inn. Yes. You remember that? Yes, I do. So I remember my dad and I going to one and we we're walking around. We, we went to this one booth and this guy had like posters of young blood, young blood all over his freaking oh cabin and stuff. And we walked up and we're looking at it and he goes, you guys seen this? This is Young Blood number one. This is Image Comics. This is the future. And my dad was looking at that, and he's looking at me, and he's just like, "I'll take one." And that was the first time in my lifetime I ever watched my dad buy a comic for himself. Huh. And I was just like, "This feels big." <laughs> this, as a kid, it I was did like, this, feel this big. Feels big. <laughs> like, and and when you said it right at the beginning, like we we lived it, like we were on the ground floor. Yeah, I remember when those guys left Marvel. And I remember just being like, whoa, and then immediately pivot to, uh, well, I don't know, because of Wizard, we knew it was happening, but it was still crazy to think. Like, one artist goes, one artist goes, like, no big deal, right? Yeah. Especially now, like, when you look back at it, you realize, like, a lot of those guys worked for DC then worked for Marvel and just kind of bounced back. Like, even Jim Lee, like, I watched an interview, with, or no, uh, I think it was Batman on Batman, and Jim Lee was a guest, and he was saying, like, yeah, he started in DC. Then he moved over to Marvel, and then Marvel was kind of where he went nuts until uh, he founded Image. Yeah. And then went from there. I mean, back then, Marvel and DC were across the road from each other in New York. Yeah, DC exactly. DC was in California. So, I mean, it was kind of easy for those guys back then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, like, oh, fuck. But, yeah, so, like, Youngblood and then going to Lepinin's, the corner store, I remember buying spawn off the newsstand which is crazy to think that like that they did that right? yeah like they went newsstand you yeah know? they went newsstand I, I bought spawn off the newsstand the first volume of savage drag number one off the newsstand wait uh for me it was comic shop but i was also in town were you in town by then by the time yeah. Dragon came out the ongoing but i think the original mini were still out in the country uh yeah, either that or I had just moved, but I no, I no, yeah. no, 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 I had just moved. I had just moved because I remember okay. it was that summer and I got the first issue of Savage Dragon. Yeah. And I was just like, holy fuck. That's- like literally like I can't believe I got it. Like I was so pumped. The fucking and then cover. I was reading it. Oh man, with the side profile like, and the blood coming down the head and coming out like this, like two guns, full on flex. Like I for that summer. I pretended to be Savage Dragon, like in my house in my backyard. And I remember I had uh, I had a secondhand Batwing toy. Remember with the gun? Yep, yep. Okay, because it could fire projectiles, but it was secondhand, so I didn't have the wings. Oh, no, that's not true. I had one wing. For some reason, we had one wing. But anyway, so I used that as one of the guns, and I had like this shirt cut off the sleeves so that i could like be ripped like savage dragon 
And I was like, even just the things he was doing, like he, like Savage Dragon is like a Hulk character. And he yeah. had flipping around and jumping like Spider-Man. And, and he became a cop for fuck's sakes. Like mm. how many superhero comics do you read where the guy's a cop? The whole it Savage Dragon story from beginning to the current is just crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, the way the, it, the way it went, it's insane. Oh, it's absolutely insane. Never would have seen that coming. And the fact that no. Larson is still going strong monthly, wow, man, wow, exactly, exactly. I think he's, whether uh, whether you he's like Dragon or not, yeah, I mean, fuck, yeah, like Service, Spawn, like Spawn is the longest running indie comic, but McFarland had a team. Larson's going solo still, you know, like, yeah, like, and he's, uh, he, he draws and he inks his own work. Yeah. Because the way he is, he's like, you can't, you can't ink my shit. Does he, does he letter too? Is he his own letterer? I think he might do the lettering too. It's been a while since I looked at the inside of the cover, but of course, like the longer the book went, he ended up taking on more, uh, more jobs for the book, right? But he's also, I think he was CFO for a while there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, well, Spawn, uh, Spawn blew me away. Because, well, like, first of all, the art is incredible. Like, uh, I was never a huge fan of McFarlane on, on Spider Man, but Spawn was like, holy shit. Oh, man. That mix of Batman and Spider Man, but then the heaven and hell aspects. And then this stuff that like they and they were touching on stuff that you didn't see in comic books. You didn't see uh, child molesters getting killed in uh, comic books. No. You didn't even hear about child molesters, or if you did, it was very rare. And I don't know that they would call them child molesters per se. Yeah. They would probably just say they kidnapped children. You know. Yeah. But uh, but like like the 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 adult nature of the books set them apart immediately. Like, you know, the go-to is always the graphic violence, uh, which of course, yeah, there, there was, I mean, fuck Shadowhawk was breaking people's backs. Oh, Shadowhawk was awesome. Shadowhawk was, but that's, that was going to lead into that one too. But so like, yeah. so I mentioned like you had Savage Dragon, he was a cop. So they, they looked at a superhero book from a different perspective. Cause he also mm -hmm. had to fill up paperwork and shit. Right, yep. Yep. he couldn't just kill everybody because he was a cop. Right, mm -hmm. uh, you had Spawn, which literally dealt with heaven and hell, yep. and uh, the forces of evil trying to fight the forces of good. And Spawn is like, and the weird part that took me a while to wrap my head around was that Spawn is actually working for the devil. Yeah, right. So then you think like every time he's killed a bad guy, he thinks he's doing good. He's growing he's an actually, army. He's helping create that army. I was like, this is bonkers. This is absolutely bonkers. You know? Um, but then Young Blood, we you know, you mentioned Young Blood, but Young Blood was the one that I was saying, like, that one was ahead of its time because yeah, it was a quote unquote superhero team that's been done a million times over since the Avengers and Justice League, yeah. or Justice Society, I should say. But this time, these guys uh they had sponsorships. They had merchandise deals. Mm -hmm. They had to be wary about what they did on camera. You know, like these were the boys before the boys. Yeah. Or even before the ultimates. Yep. You know? And like, I remember distinctly, like, I think his name was, uh, was it Psyops? But by the end of the first issue, 
they committed the cardinal sin of comic books. They killed uh, Hassan Hussein. <laughs> and the team was pissed because he did it on camera. Like they saw him do it and he wasn't supposed to do it. Like he wasn't supposed to kill him. And he just, he just did it. Yeah. I think he was off the team after that, but it was still just like, holy shit. And also the cardinal sin is uh, you don't have superheroes uh, touching anything in the modern world. So for them to have him kill Hassan Hussein, that's a big no-no because, I mean, it's a slap in the face to the soldiers that are yeah. fighting that war. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's cool that you wrote the little comic book there where your little hero saved the day. That's cool. <laughs> I'm a, in a trench and my buddy's head is caved in. But good thing you did that comic book. That's, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Uh, but anyway, like even just that, like having sponsors and, and you know, uh, merchandise deals, like even like at one point they actually in comic book said Bedrock had to change his name to Badrock because Bedrock was copyright to the Flint or to Hanna-Barbera. I was like, this is awesome that they referenced that. <laughs> and kudos for them to get me reading anything that Rob Liefeld is drawing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they always say like he's the quintessential '90s artist. He is the quintessential '90s artist. Oh yeah, nobody ever can come close to touching Leifeld as the quintessential '90s artist. To this day. <laughs> oh, oh it's, yeah. It's, oh. But the my favorite part about that story though is, or this whole thing was that so Young Blood came out smashed success like they were doing like young blood one uh wildcats spawn and even savage dragon they all did numbers that marvel and dc had never seen before yeah ever like even when they were working with marvel and dc they were like what the fuck just happened here i know yeah how quickly and how quickly image became respected as the third option between the two because it was always like depending on who you were you would say marvel's better or you'd say dc's better or if you look at numbers like in terms of money you would say well marvel is here but yeah. dc's here right yeah and then all you of a say sudden dark horse you wouldn't say dark horse is next no i mean dark horse had a lot of good books but they were nowhere near sales wise valiant valiant's another one you wouldn't say they were clearly the third image immediately fucking step roll, stepped over all of them yeah and just went we're here with one book young blood came that out book. and outsold everything annihilated everything. bond came out towered over young blood like, <laughs> like just, it, just fucking it was like a massacre and like as a fan i like Man, I wish that I, we could live through something like that again because as a fan to watch that in real time was so cool. Like to read Wizard and it's like number one book, Young Blood. Next month, number one book, Spawn. Number two book, Young Blood. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not going to say like Savage Dragon sold as well as those guys, but that was also huge numbers. Shadowhawk, huge numbers i'll never forget that cover i was actually tempted to go and dig for it but i had i honestly i don't even know if i still have it like if it might have been one of those ones that accidentally got thrown away or whatever yeah but i just remember 
because I bought that one too. That was one of the first image books I bought. It was Savage Dragon number one of the miniseries. Mm-hmm. And then it was Shadowhawk. And the only reason why I bought it, two reasons actually. One was image. Yeah. Two was it was all black and it was embossed, right? So the face was like lifted up and all the coloring was red for the eyes. Yeah. And then that silver fucking Wolverine that, helmet that he and had that and the logo Shadowhawk. And I was just like, all right, I read it. And again, I've never been the hugest Valentino fan, but I was like, this is awesome. We had a black hero who had AIDS mm-hmm. and they were actually dealing with like, uh, if I remember correctly, they were actually, they talked about crack, like drug use. And it was probably the most brutal killing uh, or maiming of a bad guy I've ever seen in my entire life where he would just, he had this one piece of armor here he would jam that into your back, break it, and then that's it. And on top of that, he had AIDS, and he was a man, and they didn't go with the easy gay trope. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking unreal. Every, it's absolutely were, unreal. Everything they were doing was ahead of its time. Like, And then right after like, that, yeah, then right after that, the other guys started coming out. I, I bought Pit off the newsstand. I remember well, actually, hold on. Before we do that, we also got to talk about Wildcats. Because Wildcats was fucking a league of its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, for and especially for Jim Lee fans. Like, yes, I will acknowledge Youngblood was absolutely ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the shit that they did in the in 92, in the early 90s, that you saw later on in the 2000s with the Ultimate line. And then now, with the boys and pretty much any superhero that is created now is some sort of a marketing thing. That happened because of them, because of Youngblood. But Wildcats, that for me was another one where it was just like, holy fucking shit. You had Grifter, which probably one of the coolest designs, even to yep. this day. Yep. You know, full-on face mask, but it's literally a babushka with that weird face design. Yep. Rolled up trench coat with giant gloves. Like, none of it makes sense, but it looked awesome. Zealot. Uh, Zealot was cool looking, too. Fuck, who else? Avoid. Let's see if I remember. Spartan. Uh, Marlow. Yep. He was the benefactor. Maul. Mall, that's the one I was trying to think of. Mall Voodoo. Voodoo was Maul the other was one. Fucking huge. I remember getting the mall action figure. Exactly. He was ginormous. I was like, oh my God. So he's huge. So huge. <laughs> but even the concept of uh, Daemonites versus the Carabins, and it was all just this long standing fight on Earth. I loved that. Uh, I loved that they had their own studios. Mm-hmm. And you had yeah. the choice of acknowledging the entire image universe. Yep. Or just in your pocket, you know? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. so many things. Shadowline well, is... Uh, well, actually, I have it. I have it here. I have it here. So there's Valentino? two big... Okay. There's a couple of things that I thought were really, really cool. First and foremost, uh, I thought that while Claremont didn't join them, he did support them heavily. Oh, yeah. He supported them big time. Um, they only had two key provisions in their charter and one was that image would not own any creator's work the creator would own it image would only own uh they would own no intellectual property except for the company trademark yeah that was it and then the other one was that no image partner could interfere creatively or financially 
with any other partner's work. And then because of that, they founded their own studios. So in no particular order, Todd McFarlane Productions, obviously Todd McFarlane. Yep. Yeah, obviously. So that encompasses Spawn and all the Spawn-adjacent titles, which you think about it, you don't really realize, but there was fucking so many. There's a ton. There's even I think there more was now. like at one point there was five books a month. Yeah, it's back. Well, to, uh, I think it, I use I use a month loosely because the biggest knock for uh, for Image was how quickly those books would come out. Yeah, which by quickly I mean almost never. <laughs> the next one was uh, Aegis, later Wildstorm, by Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Highbrow Entertainment was Eric Larson's corner of the world. You know why it's called Highbrow? Why? Take a look at his face. He's got a really high forehead. That's literally it. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was funny because, of course, highbrow is like, hmm, that's very highbrow, right? Yes, yeah. Or you would say lowbrow is just beneath you, right? It's, it's his forehead. It's just, it's just like me. Just like me. Very highbrow. <laughs> Shadowline, you're right. Shadowline was Jim Valentino. Yep. In his corner. Top cow was Mark Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Very super 90s here. Extreme Studios. Yeah. Later became Awesome Comics. That was Rob Liefeld. Um, and then, so yeah, so those were the big ones that came out. And then, like you said, later on that year, it was uh, Dale Keown showed up with Pitt, which, yeah. fuck. Like, Dale I'll Keown, never forget that first issue cover with Pitt on the cover and it says, first ripping issue. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Man, like his art was so crazy. He's one of those ones where, like, we've talked about him recently. Where I'm like, what does he do now? And he does largely nothing. Yeah. Which I mean, whatever, fine. It is what it is. Life is is fun. And then, of course, uh, Sam Keith with Max came out, mm-hmm. which I never got in at the time. But then when the Max cartoon came out, that was it. Fuck yeah. it, I was in. I was oh, in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. These different that studios. Max cartoon was awesome. These different studios pulled out. Sorry? These different studios introduced a lot of great artists and and creators too, though. Well, yeah, like, uh, well, Awesome, or sorry, Extreme Studios. Image was always the the team book. Eventually, it became like the team book company. Because like, at one point, there was, uh, well, there was Youngblood. And I remember remember Brigade, because I I bought an issue of Brigade, and I thought that looked really cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Cyberforce. I forgot about Cyberforce. That was Sylvester, yep. That was Sylvester. That looked awesome. I never got into Cyberforce. I think I read one book, but it was like issue three, so I had no idea what was going on, right? Right, right. But if I remember correctly, Cyberforce dealt with werewolves and vampires, as and these they were uh, the Cyberforce was the team to take them down. Yeah. Um, but really, all you need to know is Mark Silvestri and art and fucking incredible. Fucking incredible. But even the, I, I, I remember a health shock with uh, Jay Lee. Yeah. And, that's and right. Jay Lee, like, literally did, like, Neymar, the Submariner, and mm-hmm. then moved over there. And it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I remember reading a, a couple of issues of X Men with Will Spertasio. He was on Uncanny. That's right. He was on yeah. Uncanny. What did Wills actually create when he came over to Image? What was his comic book? Was it Wetworks? 
Wet Works. I forgot about Wet Works, another team book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> it what? It probably was right. I'm, for some reason, and I'm thinking Wet Works. It was wet with two T's. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up real quick. Let's see. Yeah, no, I, I want you to. Yeah, like, yeah, Will's Protash. It was it. Yeah, so Wet Works. Let, let me see the cover, actually. Because I can't even, I'm I'm trying to picture it, and I think I can, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's crazy it. that I remembered that. Because he was always one of those guys that I, I liked his style, but I almost, I almost never read any of his stuff. Like any of the books that he'd done. Yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to really pick this up. No, I can't, but I'll I'll look at it later. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> nice. I, I looked at it, as soon as I looked at it, I went, oh, man, I remember that book now. I, I never read that book, though. I don't know why. No, me neither. Of all well, the creators. It's also money, though. It's not yeah. like we were rich, right? No, we weren't rich. Um, And, I, I mean, I was still huge. I sure as hell was. And X-Men <laughs> and everything, too. So. Well, and that's the other part, too, right? Like, I mean. I uh, I was always like I, I was in with Savage Dragon like right up until, like like I said right up until recently within the last couple of years I just yeah when did you quit around the around the two hundred mark or well no 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 so I uh, I got every issue like one two three and then from number one to issue fifty and then I stopped because uh, I just couldn't afford it so right. I stopped buying comics in general period at issue fifty. Yeah. Um, and then I came back at around. Oh, it was probably, I want to say issue 75. Okay. So a couple of years off. Or, well, no, maybe not. Terms, maybe not. Probably five years. I'll have to double check actually. No, Larson was pretty good. He was one Larson of was pretty good at staying monthly. Later on he became a little sporadic and he he's like, Yeah, I, I realize I'm I need to get it better. Was when he was uh the top at the image, he was the head guy at image, and he was doing this, and he was also writing for uh DC and Marvel at the time. Yeah, he so was so at that point busy. He was like, Okay, I yeah. gotta I gotta fucking stop. <laughs> Uh, or it might have been just might have been just DC. I don't know that he he went back to Marvel. No, he was at he was at Marvel. Yeah, I remember he did a run on Wolverine. Yes, that's right, that's right. Because yep. uh, he had an Aquaman run in DC, and then that's right, he had a Wolverine run. That's right, that's right. Yep. A anyway, um, uh, yeah, I think it was seventy five issue seventy five. Might even been later. Uh, might even have been issue 100, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. And then 100 to about, I want to say 250? Yeah, you were on it for a long streak. Yeah, I was on it for even like after uh, spoilers when uh, Dragon switched over to Malcolm. And yeah. Malcolm was uh, the Savage Dragon. I was on for quite a bit. And then... And then I just stopped buying comics in general. Well, yeah, because that was around the time, like, you know, we're saving for the wedding and the house and shit like that. So so I stopped, and then I picked it up uh, maybe about a year ago. I started looking through that uh, Real Comics or whatever, and mm -hmm. 
I was reading it for a bit, and then after a while, I was like, oh, yeah, I could just stop reading this. I don't have to continue if I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just because you liked it in the past doesn't mean you have to, like, force feed yourself if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not like, I don't want to say, like, the the writing is is worse or the art is worse or anything like that. It's just, uh, it's just not for me now. Simple as that. So, you know, I I do like that. in that cam or in the the ch- group chat when you were saying like I got to start getting that mindset going, uh, it gets easier. It's hard. It's hard. Like at first, I, I'm, I'm, really I'm okay with some stuff, but like you're way better. Well, and that's you're way better at it. So, yeah, but it's it depends on what it is though. Like yeah, it's it would be really like with Daredevil for instance. Uh, with Daredevil, the my only real issue is. I don't want him to be like Thor. Like that level of jokey. Yeah. Is like, uh, you know, and I'm sure uh, Love and Thunder is good. Uh, uh, I watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus. I'm sure it's amazing. But like, you know, it's the same from Ragnarok. So it's like, if you liked Ragnarok, of course you're going to like this. Yeah. It's just more of the same. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, my, no, concern, but my concern is also tempered by the fact that Charlie Cox is now like a really huge Daredevil fan. So, you know, and, and it's not like I, I don't want any jokes. I mean, there was some fucking funny shit in the Netflix show and in Defenders. Yep. You know, and Matt's a, a charming, charismatic guy. So it's not like can't all be gloom and doom. Right. Uh, but it's what I'm getting at, though, is when it's like stuff that you're really beholden to. It's really hard to say, well, it's, it, it's might not be for me. Yeah. You know, um, I think the Batman is where I was starting to kind of prepare for that. That's how I was starting to prepare for that. Cause it started to sound like the Batman wasn't going to be for me. And also I, I just hate fucking internet trolls that are like, I don't like it. Uh, so cancel. petition, petition. Yeah. Cancel it. Uh, don't yeah. show it to anybody. I don't give a fuck if, the vast majority of people like it. I don't. And therefore like Karen's like, if I don't like it, nobody can. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, I can't stand gatekeeping. And I realized I'm a, I'm a reformed gatekeeper. Cause I, I did that a lot. Mm-hmm. When you look back and you go like, like, have you ever sat there and said uh, to somebody when they go, Oh yeah. Yeah. I love all those Marvel movies. And yet, do you go, Oh, you, did you read the comic books? And they say no. And you go, not really a fan then. You ever do that one? I fucking hate that. But you ever I, do it? I've never done it. I caught myself actually. I have uh, never done that to anybody. When I was at the power center, I, I haven't done it to anybody, but I almost did. And that's kind of when I checked myself because it was like uh uh one of the Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Walsh, she started working at Power Center, found and of course like found out I, I was into superheroes and stuff like that, right? And she's like, oh, I love all those uh, superhero movies. And in my head, I was just like, oh. And then I kind of went, yeah, but are you just a movie fan? And in that moment, I went, hold on, what does it matter? Like, I'm super glad that I wasn't like, but did you read 30 years of comic books? (laughs) But. (laughs) Are you familiar with every single thing that happened in the books? Mm -hmm. Or did you just watch the movies and go, these are nice? You know, like you need to watch every single thing of every single thing 
to love every single thing. It's like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. I but think, I I think the easy. closest I've come, well, I just not even coming to that, but like just someone telling me they love the movies, and then I'll say, you ever want to check out the comic books? And if they say yes, I give them recommendations of great runs to read. So no, that's awesome. That's and awesome. That's I gatekeep to music though. I for one hundred percent gatekeep to music when I was in high school. I, I remember you. <laughs> I was a gatekeeper for music big time. Yeah. Like if, if you said you like punk and you didn't ha- pass by punk tests, well, you didn't really listen to punk. Yeah. I, Which is uh, hilarious coming from a guy whose first punk band that he li- ever listened to was Green Day. <laughs> Which, on the punk spectrum of things, not the most punk. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, I just, I, but getting back to image, um, well, the other part, I think what I like though, like getting back to that is cause a, we got into the ground floor, but you and I were very similar in the sense that like, like when you got onto invincible, yeah, that's when you were like, it was like you found that character that spoke to you on some level and then you were like i want to see what happens to this character Mm -hmm. and the cool part was for me anyway i don't know if it was for you but what i uh, got a kick out of well actually not a kick out of what i appreciated was that i knew that it was going to be eric larson writing this book every single month yeah so it wasn't like 12 issues in you know, and they capped off that 12-issue run, and they were like, this was a great story. And then they go, okay, so issue 13, we've got new writer, new artist, brand new story. And you're yeah. just like, oh, but <laughs> the last run was really good. Why wouldn't we just, you know what I mean? Keep going. Um, yeah. You know, and then, of course uh, – it's like one continuous story too. That was the other part. And that's another reason why, like I, cause I started actually, I've taken a break, but I started rereading invincible and I forgot like, yeah, there's story arcs. Yeah. But it's still one overarching story. story, you know? Yeah. So then like, even with dragon, it was one giant story. And then it kind of ended Dragon's story led into Malcolm. I remember correctly they've officially ended dragon story now as of now like that's his story's over um but uh but yeah like just that was really cool like even like when i left savage dragon for a couple of years yeah i came back knowing it was going to be eric larson <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like obviously that's not a it's not necessarily a fair comparison because like todd mcfarlane once he got huge doing everything else related to comic books he stopped writing it he stopped drawing it you know what i mean yeah uh, liefeld's schedule worked out perfectly for him because he could put out a book once a year mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not even really a joke <laughs> <laughs> um jim lee was the same way too like there was delays on almost every single image book there was delays yeah uh shadowhawk i think was the only shadowhawk savage dragon Shadowhawk had the uh, it, it was a group of miniseries though, and that that saved that's it. right. It wasn't that a month saved month. it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because I had uh, Shadowhawk one, two, and three. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. I had one, 
I might have had three. For some reason, I didn't get two. But then, then I just, you know, I stopped buying. Did you, you see that Valentino, Valentino uh, released the last Shadowhawk a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I know. I know. I, For the 30th I anniversary, the very last Shadowhawk story? I know. I was like, ah, I want to read it. But I'm like, ah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I actually might go back and reread some of that. Just to kind of bring myself I, up to speed. I really want to too. Like this whole year, I've just like I really want to go back and touch that early image stuff. I know it's yeah. it's going to be a tough read. Some of it is going to be a some tough of it read. will be a tough read. Some but, of it, like, but still, like, some of it does hold up. Like the spawn stuff is going to hold up. Oh yeah, spawn holds. Um, it's I, I'm kicking live field, but the live field stuff is some of the shit that's not going to hold up as well. Yeah. Um, Because I think he was largely writing his stuff too at the beginning. And that was part of the problem was that he was writing and he was drawing. They were all writing for pretty much the first time, I think, when they started Image. Uh, Except for Larson. Because Larson had done comic books prior. Like he had, he did create our own stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So Dragon uh, and Megaton Man, not Megaton Man, Dragon and Vanguard had appeared in other comic books. Mm-hmm. And in fact, which was really, really cool, uh, some of the stuff that Dragon did, or that Eric Larson did with Dragon in that uh, Megaton run, he actually incorporated into the Dragon book. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, in oh. fact, uh, he, ultimately, Dragon ended up being like everything he thought of doing as a kid with Dragon, because Dragon went through a couple of different versions. So Dragon at one point uh, was a Batman knockoff where he would literally put on uh, a cape and cowl and it had the dragon fin. <laughs> but he ended up incorporating that into the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, at one point, because Larson's a big Shazam fan, so at mm-hmm. one point... Uh, uh, for the sake of um, Dragon's alter ego would put his wrists together and say Fonty and he would become Dragon at that point. Yeah. And he'd have like the Shazam cape. Well, he incorporated that into uh, Mega Man. <laughs> uh, and then Savage Dragon ended up having uh, getting married and having kids. That was something that he incorporated into the book. And there's just so yeah. much, so much shit. But like, oh, it's a full, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's like, it's like same with Invincible, where like you got in on the ground floor, you instantly fell in love with the character. You wanted to see where this went. You fell in love with all the supporting cast. Yeah. And then eventually it just became your favorite character and it became yeah. one of your favorite books. You yeah. Know? I mean, I loved, you know, I still, I mean, Wolverine was my guy, you know, but yeah. I never felt like I loved reading Wolverine, but I never felt like a, like a familiar connection to the guy, right? Um, it spoke to you. I feel like it spoke to you, but not in the way that Invincible did. Yeah. And then ultimately remember, Spider-Man came out and, and, and that kind of touched a little bit, but there was just something about Invincible, just like the dialogue. I could hear me and my friends, you know, Yeah. Um, the challenges in high school and it really helped that I was just getting out of high school at the same time that I started reading this. So yeah, I was, I was Mark Grayson's age. And I remember very vividly saying to myself, well, I finally found my Savage Dragon. And that's what I was just going to say was yeah. like, I remember when you were getting into Invincible and then you actually said that to me. You were like, 
this is my Savage Dragon. And you've yeah. said that prior, like ever since you've you've said that. And I when you said that to me, I remember thinking like, oh, okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. like like even with Savage Dragon, like, yeah, I'm a huge Larson fan. Um, but I mean, really, to tell you like why, why it was like it it just it became a part of my life. It was just yeah, it was like, you know, you you woke up, you read Spider-Man, you read like for me, I read Batman and Robin, or Robin yeah. primarily and Nightwing. And then Savage Dragon, like that was always on my pull list. Yeah. And and I, I and I like I don't want to say I was envious, but I always felt like the the wish that I could have that too. Like because you talk about Dragon all the time and, and how special that comic was to you. You yes. know, you read yes. it through a lot of hard times in your life, and it pulled you through a lot of it. Exactly. And, and exactly. I never felt that to Wolverine. I never felt it to the X-Men or and Generation X, any of those other books I was reading. And so like yeah. Invincible was just like, fuck, this is it for me. Comics were always like that for mm. me. Like comics was always like uh it was always an escape, yes. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, like because I've and I've said this like because you know, like what, what would Superman do and you know, and, and uh, like the born mentality and stuff like that. But like, it all comes down to just comic books and comic books is always something that uh, whenever I'm like really feeling like, like I'm in a dark place or like things are hopeless, then I'm like, no, 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 get back to reading comic books, get back to reading comic books. Cause it always feels like it resets, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think part of the reason with dragon was because like, like, you know, there was jobs and there was, uh, you know, like rent and bills and, and shit like that. Like, you know, in Spider-Man comic books and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, Spider-Man almost primarily is one of the few comic books that was like bills. Yeah. <laughs> I got to fucking pay bills. bills. Savage yeah. Dragon, not so much, but like, I don't know. It just, it. I think Savage Dragon came at the perfect time because like at that point, <laughs> this is horrible. But my home life was starting to get worse. Yeah. So it came in at that perfect time for me to be able to go, okay, all right. But it can still get better. Right? Yeah. Like, and I yeah. think that's probably my favorite thing about comics. The medium in general, like comics and all of it encompassing, whether it's mm-hmm. video games or cartoons or movies or whatever, it's uh I feel like it's a constant reminder that things can get better. And yeah. yes, this is all fake bullshit, right? Like it's yeah. all fake bullshit. But uh, you know, that feeling that it gives you, like that button that you press that makes you feel good, like that Morrison reference for the button, like that's a real thing. So it's like, well, why why would you make fun of somebody that's reading something or playing something that makes them feel better about their lives? Exactly. Why would you do that? You know, you and know. I'm I'm actually like I remember being happy. Like when you said, I finally found my Savage Dragon. I remember just being like, good fucking rights. Because like, I don't want to make it sound like you were constantly searching. (laughs) You were searching for that Savage Dragon. But like, but when you feel that feeling, like when it's, when it's a connection, you know, then I feel like it it changes you for the better. And I think that's, uh, that's why I don't want to see comic books go away because I think, that's one way to get that feeling. Yeah. But also comics are so fucking special to me, you know, like uh, I love movies and and cartoons and video games and stuff, but something about comic books. And I think it's that, that deep tissue that I have to where like, 
you know, my dad read them to me when I was a kid and I went through all those old comics, but like, it, it's in me, like comics are in me. So like yeah. I was in 2000, 2001, I was working out of town um, in Dryden. Yep. I was buying mm -hmm. more comics than I have in my life. I was making a lot of money, so I was able to Hold do on. that. You forgot about Heroclix. Yeah, and well, fucking Heroclix, too. I know you don't want to bring it up too much, because that's probably the most embarrassing <laughs> part of the geekdom right there. Yeah. This yeah. motherfucker spent a lot of money on Heroclix. A lot of money on the Heroclix. Good thing he made most of it back. <laughs> I think it gave away half of them. But, I mean, I was so fucking that's depressed right. in those two years. Oh, my God. It was miserable. I was bringing, I was going to the comic store every weekend when I was home and buying, like, I was, I think I had about 40 comics on my pull list at that time, a month. Yeah, you were buying a disgusting amount. And I would take those, and every day after work, I would go home and just read home, like the hotel, the trailer, the yeah. apartment, whatever yeah, exactly. I was in. And I would just read comic books to get me through the night. And yeah, exactly. It, it really fucking helped me, man. It really helped. But Well, and that's exactly it. I still never had that Invincible yet, right? No, no. When, no, I, no. when I quit doing all that shit, that's when I was introduced to Invincible, and I was like, this is it. I, I, but I, I, I think I've that been. was the perfect time for you, though. I don't it think was. mentally and emotionally you would have been as accepting of uh, Invincible. I probably would not have been, no. But you know? I understood. Like, you know what it is? I love my father, right? Yeah. I did not want to get be a plumbing apprentice. I got into no. it because of him, right? I know. So... So that was another thing with Invincible was Mark's relationship with his father and his father wanting him yeah. to be something that he didn't so right. Be, right, right, and right, right. It really just fucking that it, oh man, it could I got teary eyed just thinking about this shit. Like it really but, Yeah, and I never thought of it like that. You're right. Like cause like cause the thing is, is there's a lot of mirrors because you and your dad have a great relationship. Yeah. And you guys have largely had a great relationship almost the entire time that I've known you. Yeah. I think the only real times it was tough was when you were like, I don't want to go on the pipeline anymore. Yeah. And he was like, well, what are you going to do with your life then? And you're like, I don't really know, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I know I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I can understand, like, from your dad's point of view, none of his kids want to do this. Yeah. None of his kids want to go into the fucking... The very thing that created their livelihood, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Exactly. Hey, Dad. No, it's great. Thanks for all this stuff, but uh, fuck your job, man. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, of course, we saw that we saw that heavy with James. James, we saw it heavy. Yes. But uh, but see. <sighs> From an outsider, so to speak, it was always one of those things where, like, at the end of the day, though, like, I knew your parents loved you. Mm -hmm. And that they just wanted what's best for you. Yeah. It wasn't like Mark's dad, where he's just like, no, I want you to be a superhero, but primarily I also want you to take over the earth with me. Yeah. So, you know. Fuck women and kill the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But literally only fuck them. Yeah, but what yeah. about mom? Look, man, don't bring her up. That's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. I, I love your mom, but I have to say I don't. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> she's cool. She's cool because cool. Uh, because of you. Yeah. Because of you. That's why Me she's you. cool. We'll kill yeah. her later. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I don't know that you would have been ready to have it at that point in time. And I'm glad it 
I'm glad it, the stars aligned, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you were able to pick it up when you did, um, which is funny too, because like, like not to knock Kirkman at all, but I never really got into the walking dead ever. I got into it later because of invincible, but I mean, he launched invincible and walking dead the same year. It was one yeah. of the, everyone was reading one of the two. Um, Oh, I, I read, uh, fuck. I want to say maybe the first trade. Yeah. First or second trade. And I remember being like, it was good, but I was already like looking ahead and going, but how long does this book really last? And quite a while. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously quite a while, but I was looking at it like, okay, but like, because eventually, like you go, well, at some point the zombies have to die out, period. But like, so because you, you can only fight zombies for so long, and you can only fight uh, uh, by in rival gangs of humans for so long, right? Mm-hmm. To the to the point where, like, I don't know, I just, I it just wasn't for me, <laughs> so I just stopped. I even like yeah. uh, even the show. I watched the uh, the first two seasons and by the end of the second season, I was like, I'm good. I don't, uh, yeah, uh, I don't even care. No, and it was I, it. I, I was just, I, I just walked away. I read the first hundred issues of the comic and it was, um, there was a pattern to it that just continued all the time. And I just got tired of it. Well, that's, that's where I was like with the, with the trade, by the end of that trade, I had seen the pattern, I think twice. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was just kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm good. And it's, and I don't want to suggest that like patterns in comic books are bad because comics by their very nature are ruled by patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, I even said with the, with the most re- recent Nightwing run, I said, my impression was I felt like he was taking a really long time building up Dick Grayson and Bloodhaven and his supporting cast so that he could tear them down and then the cycle repeats. And that's pretty much comic books right there. Oh, yeah. You know, unless you write Spider-Man comic books and what you do is you start them off at the lowest fucking point. Uh, You don't explain why right away. But you piecemeal it every couple of months. And every once in a while, he changes costume. Because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why not? He's already got another costume change. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Spider Goblin? (laughs) Or, I don't know. Now there's the Gold Goblin? Fuck, he's he's got a glider. (laughs) And pumpkin bombs. That he takes off. But when he throws them at people, it's disturbing. It actually explodes with a whole bunch of small spiders. <laughs> yeah, he uh, ah. he threw it at Vulture's face. So <laughs> Vulture's there's uh, like actual J- Charmy to Junior Art. It's spiders all in his eyes. It's creepy. It's disturbing. That's great. And Peter Parker decides, you know what? It's a good idea to work with Norman Osborn. Because Norman Osborn wants to atone for all the bad things that he's done now that Sin Eater ate all his sins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the fact that this guy killed Gwen. Oh, I forgot. 
knocked her up. <laughs> made some made babies. The kids, made the yeah. kids against Sp Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yep. Cloned his parents. Cloned uh, or uh, set the whole cloning thing up in the first place. Yep. He was the ultimate mastermind behind it. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense that Peter Parker would want to uh, work with him. And that's why we read Image, folks. <laughs> that's also why Chris reads the fucking book every month. I don't know. Yeah, you were just yeah, so talking about was, how you could quit it when you don't like it, but here you you just keep going with amazing. <laughs> it's because I want it to get better. Like that's the thing. I want it it's to get better. Got to get better eventually. Well, that's right, right? Like. It was about five years of Nick Spencer. Yeah, it has to get better, right? But it has to. I think, I think right at this point now, I'm just I'm I'm gonna leave it because there's no fucking way I'm gonna like this at all. Yeah, there's got to be some drastic changes. So until I hear about drastic changes, I think I'm just gonna knock it off. Uh, but that's well, the whole point was just patterns, right? Patterns. You know, yeah. you can really only do so much. Let's say with books, you can only do so many stories. So there's always going to be patterns or circles or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But uh, but when you get that book that like speaks to you, oh, fuck man, that's like it, uh, it, the the Jim Lee run on Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that just like came in at a perfect time. It was fucking just. It was awesome. It was awesome, and it struck awesome. a chord. Uh, the Mark Millar, John Romita Jr. Wolverine run. Yep. Was fucking incredible. Enemy of the State. Amazing. Yeah. Like, fuck. Uh, Bendis and Malieve's Daredevil run. Mm-hmm. Morrison's New X-Men. Oh, Morrison. Morrison on pretty much anything. Morrison's Batman. Yep. Yeah, there was Although a lot of good one, shit. There was a lot of I good I read uh, all the way through after the fact, but I was checking it out quite religiously, mm -hmm. but uh, fuck. Yeah, so I mean... Although his Batman and Robin one, I, I went all the way through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one I, I went all the way through. I, and that, his, was, uh, that wasn't too long, right? That was like 40 issues, 50 issues or something? The Batman and Robin, he only did for was it 16 issues? Oh, it was way shorter than I thought. Okay. Or his part of it. His part, yes, his yeah. part. Okay. Because uh, then, uh, yeah, it was about I want to say fourteen or fourteen to sixteen issues. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the status quo was reverted back. Yeah. But uh, I also was oh yeah, and uh, Batman Incorporated. I was checking out Batman Incorporated as well. He was doing that one. Mm -hmm. But overall, overall, so uh, so image thirty years. First of all, yeah, congratulations, guys. thirty years. I mean, I, I have my favorite book because Robert Kirkman grew up on image and wanted to be exactly. like Larson. Exactly. So, um, and that was part of the highbrow line, wasn't it? I think it was because that was one of the few uh, comics that. Well, I mean, like he he had no issues referencing like Spawn and stuff like that because Spawn was in his book. Yeah. Uh, Shadowhawk was in his book. The Invincible War was a one-issue crossover across the whole Image universe. <laughs> Which was awesome that they did that. That was absolutely awesome that they did that. But, yeah, uh, but yeah so, like, 30 years, some yeah. of the uh, 
and yeah, so many great books too on top talented of talented artists like powers came from image yeah you know? powers came from that uh, uh, um, well, we mentioned the walking dead we saga saga and uh paper girls like brian k vaughn's done a lot of awesome shit for image yep um lazarus i love you know rat queen like image rat queens oh so sad man so many great books from image over the last few years just like i mean it's funny like every once in a while it just pops up and it's like there's a fucking must read book yeah well you know like, like even profit profit uh with their reboot i wanted to check out because it just sounded bonkers yeah and the art was crazy cool and that was a character that i didn't care for when it first came out mm -hmm. you know it was just generic muscle guy by rob liefeld and i was never a huge fan of rob liefeld so it was almost a guarantee that yeah. i wasn't checking it out but even like uh like supreme supreme which is obviously superman knockoff which was all it was until Alan Moore decided, uh, let me take Well, that was the out. other thing, right? Like, here's Image. They're bringing in guys like Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman. and Like, well, Neil Gaiman, he would pretty much work with anywhere. So that's just one of those. But, like, Alan Moore is notoriously finicky. Yeah. So for him... And then, like, for them, he basically just said, look, I'll write this book, but let me just, uh, let me do whatever I want with it. And then they were like, yeah, okay, cool. That, that's what we're all <laughs> about. Which is the right it? answer. Do your the thing. absolute right answer yeah. is, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Do whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but fuck. And then just, like, to see these guys doing this shit now. Like, Kirkman now uh, is, you know. Like he's in he, the stratosphere now. He's on, yeah. I mean, he's up there with with McFarlane, really. I was just gonna say he's right up there with McFarlane. I mean, okay. So Spawn had a feature length film in theaters in five years. Marvel had no movies coming out, and here was Spawn on the big screen. Like, yeah, the, exactly. Image, and, <laughs> image was crazy. It's you know, and, and not only they had cartoons, they, they were doing yeah. cartoons like Marvel and DC had always kind of done cartoons, but for this company to do cartoons is really interesting. Yeah. And like some of them, like, well, like I, I mentioned the Max cartoon, but mm -hmm. the Spawn cartoon, Spawn like, had that HBO series. If you watched the movie and that was the only introduction you had to the character, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Okay, unless you liked it, in which case, awesome. Yeah, but if you didn't, and I don't blame you if you didn't, because I've watched that a couple of times, and I remember the first time I watched it, and it was a weird feeling because I wanted to like it, and there was some cool shit in it, but ultimately I didn't like it. But I felt weird saying that because you know, like you're supporting an up and coming movie. Like it's fucking ninety seven, and this yeah. movie comes out. Like yeah. that's a short amount of time for a comic book property to go from. Nobody knows what it is yeah. to instantly everybody knows what it is to now it's a movie. Yeah. And a fairly big budget movie for that time period that, you know, like I think the only oh, other thing that you can. I mean, and, the, the CG hasn't aged well, but that movie was doing things that <laughs> that movie was doing things that no movie was doing at the time. The CGI was never going to age well with that one. No, no, but. but they did a great use of practical effects, though. Jonathan's ammo John, was definitely awesome he as was the clown. Perfect as clown. Perfect. And uh, 
Like even the way they did them. Yeah. Like now that's just CGI and mocap. Yeah. But oh, then yeah. that's a fucking suit that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. And God damn, I feel bad for him for that one. Whew. That must've been rough. But then when he becomes the violator, yeah, they use practical effects for some of the violator shots. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until he goes to hell and it's Melbogia. Then it's just like, ugh. Oh yeah, my brain melted. I was like, oh, oh, oh it's just so hard so to see bad. what's going on. <laughs> so bad, so brutally bad. Yeah. But like, even Savage Dragon got a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, weirdest choice for a Saturday morning cartoon. Wildcats made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Dragon did not, but. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't bad for what it was. Like it was a Saturday morning cartoon of a very violent car, cartoon character, but it actually was pretty good. Yeah. I watched a couple episodes. I was like, okay, all right. I mean, well, what else would you have done? But that Spawn, that Spawn TV show, was oh, holy shit. That was crazy. And that was fact, a holy shit. One. The fact that like McFarlane introduced every episode like the Crypt Keeper. That was super cool too, and I I remember I have only seen like a handful of episodes, yeah. uh, but it was on for a while. It was on HBO. It was late night. I think it was three years. Three three seasons. years. Yeah. I want to say three, it was three or four, something like that. But yeah. like that's incredible, and uh, and it was definitely more in line with the comic book than oh, yeah. even the, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Max Max was just yeah Max I was like I can't get over how awesome Max was. Max is but, deadly. Love the Max. So fucking good. So fucking good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like overall, I look back at it and it's crazy that this upstart, like these gang of artists just were like, this is bullshit. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Pay us what we're worth. Give us our due. Oh, no, you don't want to do that? Okay, fine. We'll see you later. I guarantee you, everyone at Marvel and DC was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Good luck, boys. Make your little comic books. Next Mm -hmm. thing you know, the entire industry changed just like that by one issue. One issue, entire industry went, wait, what? What the fuck? Now you're talking guaranteed contracts. Now you're talking rights. Now you're talking like residuals and uh, like merchandising rights and stuff like that. Stuff that guys Mm -hmm. weren't getting, you know? Yeah. Like, even uh, was it? It wasn't even not too long ago, or or even like. There's characters that are out right now that some of the artists and writers are like, yeah, you know, I created them, but you don't know that because Marvel and DC. Yeah. You'd never hear about that in Image. Image would be like, I created it, <laughs> I drew it, yeah, I wrote it, I inked it, I did uh, everything on this. Every inch of this book is me. Oh yeah, I'll sign the rights. Fucking rights, because I'll get money. I'll get paid. You know, yeah. fuck. Absolutely incredible, and I love it. I love it. Me too. Me too. I can't believe thirty years flew by like that. But you know what you I know love what? too is it goes back to what I'm saying. It's just it's uh like I don't ever want to see a point in time where there's no comic books because comic books bring people in. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always going to be people that that will look at it and they'll go, huh. This feels good. Yeah. I liked this, you know? And then from there, you got them saying, okay, oh, there's a movie coming out. I'm going to go see that movie. Or I'm going to see that cartoon. Yeah. I'm going to buy that shirt. I'm going to play that video game, you know? 
and it's just more of this thing that makes you feel good. Because yeah. fuck, man, this the world isn't getting any better, unfortunately. So we need all that good that we can get. Fucking we need all right, that good. Yep. You know, you're into baseball. Great. If it makes you feel great, awesome. You're into wrestling, also awesome. If it makes you feel great, I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's whatever it is, and I want to see more of it. And then you know, and it's unfortunate that we still like we're. It's unfortunate that comic book fans are largely toxic too. I shouldn't say largely. The loudest ones are the most toxic. And it pisses me off that you I there's a YouTuber thinking critically. I didn't realize this, but uh I, I listened to some of the stuff. Uh, eventually it started coming out like he has a problem with woke comic books. His problem with Nightwing's run is that the writer Tom Taylor is like putting his own personal politics into the comic book and is doing things, having Nightwing do things that Nightwing wouldn't normally do. For instance, Nightwing being a billionaire and then using that money to create an infrastructure to help poor people get off the ground is apparently something Nightwing would never do because Nightwing is really, really smart. So he would know that you can't just throw money at a problem. He knows that Nightwing is a fictional character, right? Created. But also, by my question would be: writers. <laughs> so then, we, do we just do we just do nothing then? Yeah. So we do nothing. We just say, okay, well, they're poor people. Why don't they just pull up their bootstraps? Because. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I actually stopped following. I actually stopped following prior to that because it was a lot of. Uh, anytime it was anything like. If it wasn't your standard superhero shit, mm-hmm. there was a problem. There was a problem with, uh, what the hell was it? New Warriors with their trans character. There was a, uh, anything that had to do with trans, there was a problem, or gay or lesbian. It was all just like, uh, and it was just like, well, I don't know about you, but these people are out there. Yeah. Okay. You don't Actually, have to on. read no, that book. I know about you. Okay. I know about you and I know about your area, but. These people are out there, and here's the biggest thing: these are people. Okay, I don't, I don't uh, care about what how you feel about one or two genders or whatever the case may be. They're people. Mm-hmm. They should be treated like people. And you know what? If they can read a comic book that has a character that they identify with, that makes them feel like they have a place in this world, what's wrong with that? Okay. Yeah. So just, I don't know, just do this thing where it, it's not for you and don't look at it and shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> like, or at the very least, sit there and say, look, this co- comic book has these characters and I don't agree with any of it. It is clearly not a book for me, yeah. but check it out. You might like it. Why not do it like that? And oh, the other part that really threw me, the because uh, I googled the guy, right? Because I was just like, is it really like, is he really like a right leaning? Because I and I don't want to make it seem like if you lean right, you're a terrible person. I don't. First thing on his Twitter handle, Christian. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's the first thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the first thing you have to know about me. First thing. 
I bet you, because the worst part is those types always tend to be the ones that are the most oppressive. Yeah. You know? But anyway, uh, so, like I said, the more comics that are out there, the better the industry as a whole. And like I said, the better, the more people that get to press that button that make them feel human, I guess you could say. Because you feel, when you feel good, you feel alive. You feel human. You feel like, ah, fuck, I can do everything. I can do anything, you know? Yeah. It's when all that other shit comes in and then you feel like an outsider or you feel like a loser uh, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Open up a comic book. Maybe you won't feel so bad. That's my end message. I Thank like you, that, Image. Buddy. I Thank like you, Image, that. for introducing me to Savage Dragon. Uh, thank you, Image, for enriching my life. No, I don't want to say for the last 30 years because I haven't been reading it for the last 30 years. But you've definitely made my life better more fuller so thank you for that and i say image as a whole because i don't want to pick anyone in particular obviously Eric larson but image as a whole because if it wasn't for image period there'd be no savage dragon or at least not right. in this capacity so yep. so thank you exactly that's, that's me saying thanks to you image has uh what what they've done to the comic industry is just i i can never say how much i appreciate it there is more comic labels than ever right now um, independent publishers, writers, artists who could never have been seen before without image doing what they did and saying, exactly, fuck this. You know, exactly. you have a voice, you have ideas, they're yours, they're no one else's. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want to make movies out the characters that you created, you're mm-hmm. going to make money off those movies that you created. Yes. Because that's, you know, instead of watching your character on the big screen and go, oh, yeah, that's a residual Nothing pisses me off get. more at during the end of an MCU film than saying, based on the Marvel comics. Yeah. Instead of, fucking based on the characters me. created by. Yeah. Okay, so all the characters in the movie were probably created by 100 different people. But the guy that the movie is based on, say Thor, it shouldn't say based on the Marvel comics. <laughs> You know, yeah, but but even like we talked about at the beginning, like how hard it was guys to get recognized for their contributions. Mm -hmm. You know, like Simon, uh, Joe Simon, and and, uh, Joel Schuster. You know, they were kids when they created Superman, so they weren't savvy. So when they signed over the rights, yeah, they looked at it like, yeah, we'll get a you know a nice pay payday for that. And then when it fucking took off, when Superman became this smash, like conglomerate hit like worldwide like Mm -hmm. and i say worldwide because even to this day you could never read a superman comic book in your entire life but you see that symbol you go oh superman yeah everybody knows spider-man batman you know those are like the world over yes now marvel has put like you know thor and iron man and captain america there but those three spider-man batman and superman the world over. Yep. You know? 100%. And, like, never read the book and still know, oh, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, and it's it's crazy to think, like, like, they actually had to sue and they had to fight and fight just so that it could be created by uh, Schuster and Siegel. Yeah. Spe- speaking of which... Uh, did I, did I tell you the correct pronunciation of Steven Seagal's name? 
No. It's actually Siegel. Is it Siegel? Yeah. So from here on out, you will never, ever hear me refer to it as the former pronunciation. I'm always going to refer to it as Siegel. And the reason why he chose that was because it sounded cooler than Siegel. I went down a little bit of an anti-Steven Seagal rabbit hole because I didn't know enough about Steven Seagal to make me hate him. He's like, he's literally one of the worst. I don't want to say human. He's one of the worst things that's ever been created on this earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's actually pronounced Seagal. Well, that is a, a funny fact to know. I Thank you, honestly, Thank you for I letting that, me know. I hope that one day I get to bump into that person and I get to go, oh, hey, Steven Siegel. And just watch his face go from like probably mildly annoyed because he probably doesn't want to talk to anyone to like just anger. <laughs> He'd probably fucking fuck me up too. Oh, he probably would with his super quick hands. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I would just jog away from him. I wouldn't even run. Just a light jog. Just a light jog. Just Bye, Seagull. Or maybe even just a fast pace. Maybe yeah. I'll just walk quickly. <laughs> I'd flap my wings. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Like I said, image. 30 years. Thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek Panthers, 310. Thank you for everything. Really appreciate Kenneth, it. Thank you for everything. Chris, thank you for everything. Thank you for 37 years of That's being crazy, my best right? friend. My fucking Absolutely brother. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had fuller hair back then. They were the good days. I always had a high forehead. I always did have a high forehead, but... I didn't have any of these balding spots. Yes, your forehead has grown higher. Yeah, but not by much. What is going on here? (laughs) Yeah, you've got like a an interesting meet in the middle situation. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a little party in here. It's got to be aggravating though, because your dad has a fucking full head of hair. Oh yeah. Apparently, it comes from the mother's side. So, thank you to my mother's uncles. Yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, as always, we appreciate every single one of you followers. We love that you check us out on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, oh, Instagram, Twitter, Ah. Instagram, Google Podcast, yeah, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, boom, and GeekPantsMedia.com. There it is. That's right. We go all out here. We have a dot com. That's right. That's right. We're one of those cool kids mm-hmm. getting in on the ground floor with a website. Fucking right. That's that's it, guys. You that that go. was it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, like you got cool kids. That's it. That's all you got to know. Okay. You got to leave. Yeah. Get the fuck out. We'll talk yeah. uh, about image in another 30 years. <laughs> Or until the next uh, image property becomes huge, because yeah. uh, season two of Invincible is around the corner. Yes, it's coming. Uh, Walking Dead got another hundred spinoffs. Oh, uh, the boys! The boys is image too. Uh, no, boys is dynamite. 
That's right. That's but that's an offshoot. Uh, no, wait. Dynamite oh, is uh, dynamite no, is dynamite is dynamite. That's right. Dynamite's his own thing. Yeah, because that's right. Yeah, because Top Cow did become Top Cow Comics. Yes, Top Cow is their own thing. That's right. Top Cow gave us Michael Turner. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about uh, the Jamie Fox uh, Spawn movie when it comes out, directed by Tom McFarlane. Wait, what? He's the most recent actor attached to Spawn. Oh, he's been attached to it for three, four years now. Get that shit moving. Get that shit moving because oh, Fox he's isn't getting any younger. He's a hundred percent attached. But he's not getting any younger. And honestly, no. I think like now's the time to get Spawn out. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out now before the superhero shit dies. It's because Todd wants to direct it himself. Yeah, oh, pull your head out of your ass, man. Just man, be a creative I think maybe consultant. you should just write and produce and just get someone in there and get it out. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say write. I'd get a, a couple of scriptwriters in there. But like come up with a story, yes, but have yeah. someone actually write the script yeah. and then just be a creative consultant. Yeah. Pull your head out of your ass because Otherwise, it could be garbage like uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which I actually watched two episodes of. Ah. That's it, though. I, oh, okay. I stopped after two. I stopped after two, and I uh, <laughs> removed it from continue watching. You made it two further than I did. And I removed it from my list, so I will never have any, any <laughs> sort of pop-up that says, hey, remember me? You're done with this one. It's uh, yeah. It's so bad. Mm. It's like they honestly they should have just did fucking frame for frame, shot for shot, like three hundred style. Just remake the whole show from the comic book. Changes like whatever change you had to do because of technology or whatever the case may be. Do that, but then other than that, just it That's was ugh. That's too bad. Oh, man. Hmm. That's not a bummer in the sense that, uh, like, if it was really good, they wouldn't have been canceled three days after it was released. <laughs> or it was like, it was you're quick. So, was so it like right. a week? week or two? I don't, before... It wasn't even a week. It wasn't even a week. No. It was canceled. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even think anyone's well, had time to watch the whole show yet. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, because uh, now the idea is if, uh, if the streaming isn't massive the first week, yeah, or first weekend, then Netflix goes, ah, yeah, you're done, right? Which, <laughs> but again, you're, you're right. Like, I'm not gonna watch like eight episodes or whatever the fucking runtime was, yeah, over a weekend, especially like on that. Like, that was one of those properties where I was like, well, that's not the right move. That's mm -hmm. not the right move. You should have done something else. Yeah, like Nemesis. Tough. I think Nemesis probably would have been a better move to do. And Super, even that wasn't that great. Super Crooks was done. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, me neither. But I also. I was, that was another one. I was yeah. like, ah, the only one I was really, really excited for was the Magic Order, and they canceled that before it started. So <laughs> I'm really happy because, that Netflix bought Miller World. <laughs> because of Jupiter's Legacy. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know what? In the. The, the worst part about the whole thing is that it's actually, like, it's legit not that good. Yeah. Like, so it, it's not one of those where, you know, like, it's not Marvel, and it's not DC, so it's 
immediately garbage. It's not one of those deals at all. It's actually not really good, period. And it's disappointing because, like, the cast is good. You know what I mean? Like, we're all relatively good actors and, and actresses and stuff like that. Uh, visually, they looked pretty good. Like, uh, mm-hmm. they a lot of them looked like they should they did in the comic books, but the execution was... Like if I was Mark Millar, I almost would have. Been, I almost feel like I should, if I was Mark Millar, I probably would have said more. Like I probably said, "Hey, well, I noticed you guys are doing this. Could we try to get this more to this? Like maybe try to get a little bit more of a compromise. Unless that's exactly what this was, because I don't. I have no idea, right? Like I have no yeah. ex- no knowledge as to how it went about. I just know that uh, I didn't like it, and obviously, very few people did. Yep. You know, because. I don't. Well, fuck. It's been out for what over a year, and I oh just well over a year. Well, I just checked yeah. it out recently, like within the last month, and it was literally just like, is it really that bad? It is. It is that bad. <laughs> it is. You know. And with that, <laughs> with that, now with we that. gotta go. Now we go. Now we gotta go. Cool kids. Always cool kids. Geek Mm -hmm. Pantsers for life.